Hello, you're listening to the Urban Uncovered Show with me, your host, Ayatollah Bin. So, in a previous episode, I touched on addictive like behaviors in our everyday lifestyles, whether it was binge eating or um, overworking to a point of burnout. So, um, yeah, I, I proposed and highlighted a lot of a lot of the issues, but I did not, um, you know, provide you with a little manual kit to deal with those false fixes. So, yeah, this is my attempt um, on doing so in this episode right here, right now. Now, you know, when I first started, um, you know, when I first got into neuroscience, I used to think that addiction um, was just caused by a bunch of screwy molecules in the brain and that, oh, we'll we'll definitely find a neuroscientific cure for it. But after, you know, a couple of years into this field, I realized that that's just... my hopes are just completely overblown and um uh whatever fixes are out there are well the most common fixes i can say are gonna come blowing right at you you know they're gonna smack you in the face just like a boomerang um so yeah now um speaking of those false fixes let me remind you about some of them okay shall shall i i don't know we'll see so um think about Now, I'm going to describe a little problem here because, first of all, you can't be dealing with something if you don't recognize you have a problem. So let me highlight what I mean here. Now, um, you know, look at everything um, we do. You see, we kind of live an addictive lifestyle and you don't even know it. So it's addictive-like behaviors uh, that happen throughout the day. There is no question about that. I mean, um, just give up one of those behaviors and see how you feel. You know, how it feels to stop staring at your screen for eight hours a day. Or what about even, you know, your regular routine of where you get up and go to university or work at 5 a.m. and then leave around midnight. Anything wrong with that? Hmm? Or what happened to eating? You know, what, what do you eat? Do you even sleep at all? I mean, we're going to get into this. These are these are what I mentioned call, are called false fixes and sure they fix sort of for a short period of time but they come right back at you so um since um where you're touching on uh, addictive like behaviors I think we should all start with the mind I mean um you know keeping the mind in context um we are all wired differently one way or another what do i mean by this so um yeah so we all have different false fixes um that we may not really be well aware of i mean uh, for men for instance if we were to talk about money they're task oriented and they're more likely to spend money on um well i don't know how to say it entertainment <laughs> periodically women are scientifically proven in research to be spending money more on things that are related to caregiving so um they're fixated on helping themselves and everyone around them within like 100 kilometers trust me uh this eternal caregiving aspect of us it's 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 our own detriment i mean evolutionary speaking so yeah it has always been there so keeping that context in mind as we push forward um i would like to tell you about a a very interesting finding um we mentioned you know dopamine right we've touched on it it's fantastic lustful pleasury neurotransmitter um yeah um so you know whatever whenever we engage in food addiction uh, our brain lights up we you know um and uh, whenever we addict whenever we engage in spending money on something um in you know a specific thing more than once our reward system lights up as well so yeah uh surprisingly um 
you know, looking at our brains, um, we can tend to see a pattern here, right? So um, addictive behaviors are highly linked to uh, the reward pathway and, um, well, our brain just lighting up. Uh, yeah, it sets off fireworks. Not in a good way, though. Um, we'll get to that. Now, um, we know we touched on money. Think about food, around food. How How is it that we behave? You know, um, food addiction is um, proper abuse, you know? It's actually real. Um, we have addictive-like habits around food, and surprisingly, it's not really around kale. Um, yeah, it's usually like, you know, the hyper palatables like sugary fatty salty foods um yeah they do a number of things on your brain um yeah you see it's not like a black box anymore we you know we can nowadays like neuroscientists can look into scans and see how much damage is being done to the rewards the system and like center so yeah um is it reversible absolutely and there's always a solution to it it's just about you know first identifying that we have a problem to get to you know to the root of it uh yeah now let me tell you more did you know that sugar is more addictive than you know cocaine um, yeah, specifically refined sugar. You know, lately there was a study actually done on Oreos, and um, uh, I think you might have heard of this. Um, they, uh, uh, yeah, so they took rats and they injected them with morphine, and they injected them with cocaine, and then they offered them an Oreo. All right, so never guess what happens. So, um, so they were, you know, measuring um, one particular gene in the reward system of the brain, and they wanted to see whether or not the Oreo caused the same changes as morphine or, you know, cocaine. And um, yeah, guess what happened? The same thing, and even worse. Uh, yeah, do you know that rats bagged the morphine and the cocaine and went right for the filling? <laughs> yeah, just like me, just like you. It's <laughs> like what we've been doing for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, literally, um, they watched them ripping the cookies apart and going for the filling. Uh, brings back good memories. Anyways, what's going on here? Um, okay, um, let's talk about the next part of the brain. So let's talk about the prefrontal cortex, all right? Swarny pants, so part of the brain. You can call it Wall Street because uh, this is where the execution happens so it's responsible for the executive functions they kind of hang out there you know um yeah if you just tap your forehead and it's right there right behind it now when you're living an addictive lifestyle with addictive like behaviors guess what happens what we notice in you know um in well all the studies there's something that is sequenced like Consequ consequently happening so the prefrontal cortex which is you know organizing strategizing staying vigilant trying to keep you mindful raining on your impulses um yeah ends up hammered completely impaired and there you are you're out and the story so it's not so good right now what else hammers this stress so there is a reason why stress, you know, spelled backwards is uh, kind of desserts. Can you tell the link? There is one right there. And um, yeah, it, it absolutely impairs other parts of the brain. And I can go on end endlessly, but yeah, um, at the same time, sleep does. Uh, so yeah, um, you can tell it's just main, main fact, the main absolute factors of our everyday life. They've play an integral role in how we um, feel and how we process things. They play a very important role on, you know, our cognitive functions. Uh, 
and how well we were able to perform. Now, yeah, so, um, so we're, we're talking about sleep, right? Do you, you know that, um, you know, there's this thing called the growth hormone, uh, BDNF, that's what, it, uh, yeah, uh, brain-deprived uh, growth hormone, practically. So when you don't get enough sleep, you don't get enough of that growth hormone. And, um, yeah, and um, add on the stress hormone, um, there goes uh, morbidity increasing and, uh, yeah, higher rates of mortality. Uh, so, yeah, who the hell needs this? You know, we, we kind of have to clean this up. So, yeah, um, let's go to the body, shall we? We spoke of the mind. Let's go to the body. You probably never heard of uh, the sitting disease. I mean, a Mayo Clinic tells you that if you sit for too long, that you increase your risk for heart disease. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> your genes are absolutely not flipping with happiness about this. Um, if you were to talk about epigenetics as well, um, I mean, this is the hottest new science, right? Um, well, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, if you don't know it now, you, you most certain will at some point. And straight up, what it's, it's, it's trying to tell you is how uh, your genes are not your destiny. Um, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, in some way, um, honey, like it's just not your destiny. Your your life does play a huge factor. What you're eating, um, how you're sleeping. You know, every single step you take changes gene expression, changes the the way the whole body's talking to itself, and um, changes your destiny. You know, so you're practically writing your own life script. Um, so, yeah, there we go. You've got epigenetic transformation, um, cognitive um, enhancement, um, all by just, you know, tweaking your life from different tiny aspects, whether it's your food, sleep, um, you know, stress management and control, um, whether you're overworking um, to the point of burnout or eating to the point of um, feeling completely uncomfortable. um, I think there are better, better ways to deal with it, you know? Um, better ways to fill the void with healthy fixes. Um, yeah, everything starts to brighten up once we do that. And if you ever feel like you need any support, I'm providing links in the show notes below for um, every little false fix we have. I'm providing um, a healthy one. So um, maybe it will be um, a little guidebook for you. And if you feel the need to speak to anyone, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and most importantly, thank you for your interest in science.